Welcome to Womanly Waste. My name is Justine. And as always, I'm Damon. Welcome back. Still Damon. I haven't fired him yet. Yeah, you know, it's been touch and go, but uh, still around. We'll, He's we'll, hanging we'll, in there. She's been taking interviews, but that's neither here nor there. It's fine. Taking applications. Exactly. Well, it's been a while. What you been up to? Uh, Not much. We were just talking about hiking and I just want to segue into it and ask, how are your survival skills? You know, I've always wondered how long I would survive if I was on like The Walking Dead or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I'd last that long. I think uh, I, I think I'd be one of the first to go. I feel like I'd run for a little bit and I'm like, I'll be like, Ugh, I'm tired and just like give up. Just eat me. I, I'm That's almost fine. positive I would do something stupid and get eaten. It, you, it would, I'd like that leave a person at yeah, the I'd leave horror the movie? or something like that and yeah i'm just i'm forgetful about that kind of stuff so no it wouldn't uh it wouldn't be very pretty for me so you would not be in charge of locking all the doors no i'd just be a grunt worker they'd just be like <laughs> damon go and do that so, okay i can do that sacrifice yourself damon <laughs> no see i can run so if it came down to it i could i could run faster than most people so <laughs> i can if that if that was the case i might survive a little bit longer but we'll see hopefully just it never comes run everybody uh-huh so I've been Girl Scout at one point in my life, but I try to, I didn't go any campings. Did you remember, a bunch of badges? I don't even remember what we did. did you I remember how, wearing a uniform. Did you sell cookies? Did we have, no. Oh, what's your favorite Girl, Girl Scout cookie? Tagalong. Oh, okay. See, I'm a coconut guy, so I'm, I'm a big Samoa. Oh, nasty. Oh, you're the weirdo. Everybody loves coconut. Whatever has chocolate in it, I'm okay with it. But no mint. No, no, no. I don't like thin mints at all. Mm. Why would you put toothpaste in your cookies? That's just that's exactly thing. what I was thinking. I could just go brush my teeth if I wanted that taste in my mouth. Exactly. <laughs> like eat a bunch of Oreos in your mouth. Like after chewing, just start brushing your teeth right away. It's the same thing. Yeah, I've never understood the whole mint thing when it comes to even ice cream or things like that. It's it's not it's disgusting. See, that's why you were hired to do this podcast with me because we both agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we I bonded I over like, <laughs> hate. I feel like we're definitely in the majority here with when it comes to to minty stuff. Um, have you heard of a lady named Julianne Kopke? No, can't say I have. Okay, I'm guessing so, she's a survivor though, because we talked about survival skills. Oh my god, look at you, pay attention. <laughs> like Beyonce, she's surviving. <laughs> yes, so she's not one of Destiny's child, but. Um, she was a 17-year-old who survived a 10,000-feet drop from the sky and in, into the Amazon rainforest, where she spent 11 days before being rescued. I can't wait to hear this story. So, uh, just a little background of her. Her name's Julianne Cocky. Like I said, she was born on October 10, 1957, which is the same birthday as my dad. And my sister's name's Julianne. So. Oh. Uh, this uh, story's meant to be then. And so she is a German national. She was born, but she was born and raised in Peru, Lima, Peru specifically. Okay. Which Justin and I talked about going there, not to be in Amazon rainforest for 11 not, days now. Not, no. not to be dropped down 10,000 feet, but. No, no. So her dad is, uh, his name is Hans Wilhelm. He's actually a zoologist. And her mom is Maria, who's also a 
ornithologist, something with birds. Uh-huh. Ornithologist. So if you're going to be a survivalist, I feel like that's good professions for your parents to be. Exactly. Yeah. And she was born and raised there, so so she could probably. So I'm gonna tell you more why she definitely. If somebody's gonna survive this, it'd be her. The couple moved. Her parents moved to Germany from Peru to study wildlife. And in 1968, when Julianne was 14, her parents decided to leave um, Lima to establish a research center um, in the middle of the Amazon rainforest. So she, um, they called it Panguana Ecological Research Station. So um, she had to quit school. She has to be homeschooled. So okay. she's in in the middle of the jungle. They live in a tiny house where there's no running water, no electricity, and they're very, very far from everybody. It's just the three of them. How oh. awkward would that be when you hear parents having sex? Yeah, I mean... Three's a company. I, I gotta that think, like a movie or a show? I gotta think that the, uh, the wall's pretty thin there. I'm imagining like it's just one room. Oh. Yeah, that kid's having nightmares. They probably like drug her, make sure she's like sleeping. Uh-huh. <laughs> or they're very quiet about it. Here's some Benadryl, Julianne. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sleep tight. Just, just, just slip a little vodka in that milk. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. So they're living there. And aside from traditional school cur- curriculum, Julianne gets an extra class called Survival Class 101. So Julianne was taught how to deal with threats in the Amazon jungle um from she was taught to identify poisonous bugs snakes piranhas and flesh-eating fowls which i didn't know birds could be flesh-eating well i guess ravens and crows and yeah once they're dead i guess yeah they they kind of feast on you so when you were in college and they if they would have offered a survivalist class would that have been something you've been interested in if there was a cute guy involved probably okay I imagine that it was a bunch. It would be a bunch of just long-haired, bearded weirdos <laughs> that were in that class, smoking pot, and probably somebody who's really into Boy Scout and went to Eagle Scout, and they're in college and they're still participating in that kind of activities. Yeah, you know? you're not going to find any like clean-cut Bear Grylls type type people. It's it's going to be a bunch of weirdos that haven't showered for three days and live in the woods. Okay, if they smell, I don't really care if they're cute it's probably not see my thing is teeth 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 Uh. bad teeth bother me yeah bad teeth really bother me i know that you can't help it but yeah is that why christine was asking me about invisalign just kidding (laughs) i won't confirm or deny that (laughs) she got nice teeth she's got great teeth she can eat with it and they're i think they're all real so I don't know what else. Okay. You. <laughs> you wouldn't tell me any different, so. I would never lie to you, Damon. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so they taught her how to navigate uh, terrains with choke undergrowth and sprawling tree roots. So they just probably just gave her a machete and just, hey, here we go. Start hacking away here. <laughs> hacking your way out of here. Yeah, I wonder what their final exam was. <laughs> They probably blindfold her and like spin her around and be like, 
Go find us. It's like the Dizzy Bat game. Uh, exactly. Yeah. But here's Machete because, you know, we love you and we want you to come out alive. You're talking me into this class now. Dizzy Bat game and machetes. <laughs> Sign me up for that. So one thing that her dad actually kind of just drilled into her is that never put your boots on without shaking it out for poisonous spiders. Because, you know. You know, I, my dad got bit by a brown recluse spider because he had some gloves in a garden shed and just put them on and there was a brown recluse in there. And so for, to this day, he'll always shake out his stuff before he puts it on. It's good uh, advice. See, okay. That is a good advice. Really good advice. Mm -hmm. Brown recluse was my Marvel name. <laughs> How about it? Uh, so, you know how... Um, during COVID, they're like, oh, we're the uh, the essentials. That was my the essential name because we have to work. I had I still have to keep working during COVID because mm -hmm. you know who else is going to make your flooring? Exactly. Flooring so. <laughs> business booming during COVID. It, it really was because a I lot know. of people staying at home, yes, that renovating your house. Yeah, that gardening took off. Yeah, and so they were coming up with names, and they call me instead of the Black Widow, I'm the Brown Recluse because I hate other people that was the person i presented at that job mm -hmm. it's a actually, name you embraced exactly i was like very fitting mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you i feel seen i feel known yes <laughs> so do you do that too do you shake your stuff out before yes i will shake my shoes out if they've been outside for even one second because i'm terrified of spiders so I always just imagine that there's going to be a spider in my shoe so i make sure i shake it out really good before i put it on Okay, so, well, then he didn't have to tell you that because he already, already do, do that. Yeah, and my healthy <laughs> fear is spiders, so. <laughs> okay, so in 1970, she has to return to traditional school because apparently Peru didn't like that she's just doing this homeschooling stuff. So they're like, oh, if you want to graduate high school, you have to come back into, like, civilization, basically. She can't take like math courses and English and things like that. Eh. Uh huh. She's like, oh, I have to socialize with people. What is this? <laughs> and so, so she did, and she finished all her classes, and she passed all her exam, and she was set to graduate on December uh, by December of 1971. During that time, there was a school dance, and um, her graduation ceremony was scheduled for the 22nd and the 23rd. Her mom scheduled for them to go back in um. Her, uh, go back to where they were at the in the middle of nowhere on the 20th but so she was like well i'm gonna miss the school dance and the graduation so it was like as a teenager you'll be like no no mom i gotta go to this stuff she sounds like a well-adjusted person to be living out in the woods for <laughs> as long as she was i know like she's not just going to like people like going through their hair and like picking up lies you know yeah she can put sentences together and talk to people <laughs> i guess for her. Socialize. and so they postponed her flight and decided to fly back right uh the day after her um graduation ceremony which is the 24th and so it was just her and her mom so the dad is way back it's back in the middle of nowhere so they really wanted to get back to him in time for Christmas. On December 24th, 1971, it's Christmas Eve, and they get to the airport, 
and they're trying to get to a flight to Pacalpa, which is the closest airport to their middle of the jungle research station. And there's only one flight available, which is the Lanza Airlines. The dad was like, please fly with anyone else. Just just don't fly with them. So this is like this is like frontier. Frontier spirit, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Exactly. But the mom was like, oh, be fine nothing's gonna happen so lanza in the years that they're open they like they're operating they had three crashes and two of those crashes the first two crashes there were no survivors the third one is her there there's only one survivor which was her so not a good track record crash one time it's a bad you know Second yeah. time? Yeah. Third time? Third time. Yeah, you're just going out of business. They just got out of, because of that second crash. They just got out of their 90, 90 day suspension, which was pretty short for a no zero survivor crash. <laughs> but they were put on 90 day suspension. And then this was their first flight back, like back oh. in operation. So they went back to back crashes. Exactly. That's pretty impressive. Julianne described what happened to her in flight 506. So she said, quote, suddenly we were entered into a heavy dark, a heavy dark cloud. My mother was anxious, but I was okay. I like flying. 10 minutes later, it was obvious, obvious that uh, something was wrong. There was heavy turbulence and the plane was jumping up and down. Parcels and luggage were falling from the locker. And there were gifts, flowers and Christmas cakes flying around the cabin. When we saw lightning around the plane, I was scared. My mother and I held hands, but we were unable to speak. One passenger began to cry and weep and scream. After about 10 minutes, I saw a very bright light on the outer engine on the left. My mother said very calmly, this is the end. It's all over. That's Yeah, that's some eerie last words. You know, there's certain points in your life where something happens and you start thinking, I might die doing this. Like it happened to me. I was whitewater rafting. I followed the boat and I went under rocks. I thought this could be it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. At least it's... when you're underwater, you don't have to fall very far. But I also have a fear of drowning. So I don't know which one I would like. I think I'd rather just fall from a plane than drown. Drowning sounds just awful. Awful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, okay. She, so I got all this information from her book because she survived, thankfully. And she wrote a book. And she was like, I'm actually very aware that I was falling. And, but she was like, oh, but I'm convinced that, oh, we have this like kind of something built into our system that makes us not panic. I don't know. That's maybe just her. I'm like, that's got to be her. I was panicking. (laughs) (laughs) And to to feel that 10,000 feet of drop. You've been to one of those rides on a roller coaster where, like, they suddenly just drop you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate those rides. <laughs> yeah, we got that free fall thing over at Six Flags. I don't, I don't like doing that either. See, like, imagine that, but ten thousand feet. I don't know how tall those are, but then you just like splat and you actually like hit the ground. Yeah, it's like a dream, but you actually hit the ground. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, thank you. Would you want to be aware that you're falling? No, that'd be terrifying <laughs> that I'm falling. No. I feel like I, w- I would panic, definitely. Like, try to flail around. 
yeah there's there's nothing you could do <laughs> like would you put your hand out like you like you're gonna be able to like break her fall i don't know do? yeah i'd freak out and be flailing <laughs> thinking i could fly <laughs> just start flapping your arms yeah i'll try anything <laughs> paddle kicks and your legs and flap your arms yeah better than doing nothing i guess well i mean it's not better than doing nothing but yeah gotta try <laughs> so on december 25th christmas day 1971 she woke up from her long blackout in the middle of the jungle so like I said, she was fully aware when she was falling and she thinks that her serious concussion is what kept her from going crazy. So she was like so shocked and just concussed and she was like, I don't know. I feel like that would make me more crazy. But then again, I'm not her. So she lost her parents. Just her mom. Just her mom. Okay. Well, yes, her mom. Yeah. yeah. Lost Still, her mom. I mean, just her mom, you know, no big uh, deal. Yeah. <laughs> she got okay, one her, more parent. Her mom, yeah, she can get over it. <laughs> She's been raised to stay calm and think things through and not panic. And I'm like, I don't understand what that means. No, not in that situation. <laughs> I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out for her. Exactly. I think people who hear her story would freak out enough for her. Yes. You know. This is a young girl, high school girl. She's 17. I'm like, what am I doing at 17? I was probably out drinking, underage drinking. I can't get aggressive for that anymore, right? I'm sure I was out in a a parking lot trying to figure out what to do next and then spend (laughs) four hours in the parking lot and do nothing. No responsibilities. No, I don't don't have to worry about (laughs) living and dying. I I thought I was going to live forever when I was 17. (laughs) I think I did too. (laughs) Back when I was young, I thought, I'm never going to die. I'm very invincible. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, now I'm very invincible. I know. I was like, little things were like, is this going to kill me? Uh-huh. I'm very aware of my mortality now. I used to think <laughs> I want to go skydiving, but the older I've gotten, the less I want to do it. So <laughs> I still kind of want to do it a little bit. Probably not after talking about her. No. Which is supposed to be like an uplifting story because she survived, but I, I don't think I'm going to survive if that was me in her place. Oh, I have zero percent chance of surviving. So, okay, so she hit the ground. She came to, and um, she started looking. She was able to finally stand up and start looking around where she is. So she kind of just tried to figure out. Oh, is anything broken? Just probably just like you know, pat herself down and. She was wearing a very thin mini dress, and then she found out she found that the zipper is partially busted. She's only wearing one shoe, and then she felt that there's a wound in her upper arm, upper arm, and all the way in her back, which is the size of a dime and about inch deep, and then one in her calf. And she was not alarmed because it was not bleeding. I'd be very much alarmed. She even still have the watch that her grandmother gave her for her confirmation. And then all of a sudden she started being thirsty. She started feeling thirsty because, you know, I would take a nap and not wake up. No, plane, crashes, uh, plane crashes take a lot out of you. <laughs> so I understand that. Get the woman some Gatorade. So since it's a uh, very, um, it's a jungle, 
everything looks the same. You can't, there's no landmarks. I go by landmarks whenever I'm driving. I'm like, oh, it's by the McDonald's or whatever. That's how oh, I get to places. I'm not surviving without my GPS. <laughs> so, yeah, that'd be a big problem for me out in the jungle. <laughs> well, what was surprising was there's no trace traces of the crash wherever she landed. There's no wreckage, there's no people, but she did find a bag of sweets and a a stolen, it's like a Peruvian bread, Christmas bread, which okay. she tried to eat and she said it was disgusting because it was caked with mud and it was wet. <laughs> you get hungry enough though. <laughs> she said that the crash, where she crashed like all morning into, into the afternoon and just, you know, try to rest a little bit, try to gain some strength. And she tried to search for other people. She didn't find it, especially her mom, because she shouldn't find her mom, even though they sat next to each other. So she started hearing a hum of engines and airplanes circling over her, which was the search party for the crash. And then she looked up, and all she could see are trees. She couldn't even see the sky. So and obviously the people in the air could not see her. No, yeah, no. Zero chance. Unless they have like one of those x-ray. But in Sony one, I don't think they have that. I don't even think they have that now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Probably like uh the, the heat one where they trace her heat yeah, signature. The stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so she couldn't even see the sky and she was realized she's not gonna get found with that. And she also said that's probably how she survived, is because she got um she went through the trees, so they kind of probably soft soften her landing uh -huh. a little bit she had to create a game plan she's like first i need to get out of this area because they're not gonna see me with all these trees second i need clean water that i can drink and so she started walking after she's convinced that there's nobody there around her and that she's alone she eventually was able to find a spring Spraying feeding a tiny rivulet, which I've never used in a sentence before. I don't even know what a rivulet is. No, I was hoping you did. I'm assuming something with water. Sure. <laughs> that, that's as far as I'm going to Yeah. <laughs> so she just tried to follow the sound, and then she's like, well, maybe if I hear the water, because she couldn't see it physically, but she can hear it. So she said, oh, I'm just going to follow the sound and maybe it'll lead me to like a bigger, bigger body of water. And so she, at six o'clock, because, you know, she has, she still has a watch, so she can tell time. Yeah. Around six o'clock, it's starting to get dark. So she tried to find a stream bed and look for a suitable spot. I don't know how, what, what, what. What would be a suitable spot? I'm guessing maybe soft grounds. Like a king size bed. <laughs> yeah. She just finds a five star hotel in uh -huh. the Amazon. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> so she tried to find a suitable spot where her back was protected, which is pretty smart. So she has no food and it's been raining because it's the Amazon rainforest. So she can't start a fire. But she still has those candies that she found. So she took one. <laughs> no, she did. She 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 dropped those. She left those. She was oh, like, okay. this is nosy. Uh, just the candies then. <laughs> so and then she tried to sleep, and so she woke up on 
the 26th. So she spent 11 days in the jungle, so I'm going to be playing this, uh, giving you the day-by-day rundown. So it's going to take us like 11 hours Okay. for this recording. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. We're, I hope we don't have plans tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go and find some fresh water. <laughs> so uh, December 26th, she realized that she was, she was, she was surprised that she was able to fight, uh, actually fall asleep. And then, of course, the only thing is in her mind is she needs to get out of there because who wouldn't? So she kept following the uh, the streams, but she realized that she cannot do that like straightforward. She has to like climb and probably walk around some tree trunks and some um I don't know overgrowth. Like it's I guess rough, rough terrain out there in the Amazon. I'm guessing there's no like walkway yeah no paved roads no like a, a light to light your way and like just okay so she lost she she wears glasses because she's nearsighted um Ooh, so she lost terrifying if you couldn't see and you were lost in the jungle that would be oh my god that was one of the rough. things that i'm scared of because i am nearsighted i wear contact lenses and i was like i don't i think this con i wear like the daily swan so i was like I don't think you're supposed to put have this more than one day in your eyes. Yeah, you'd like you leave them in as long as possible, though. <laughs> so my eyes are killing me, but exactly. But, but I need to see. Yeah. So I feel her on that one because she was like, "Oh, well, I, I can't see like further, like further away, so I can't just risk, you know, just walking and then getting lost." Yeah, we're getting eaten by an animal. Or exactly. Like, is that is that a bear? Well, I don't know if there's bear in the Amazon. I don't think so. Or you just run into the scariest things on Earth, which are spiders. <laughs> so exactly. But I feel like you won't see spiders coming. Oh, you're just walking, and then the spider web just like in your face. That's one of the top five worst feelings in the world is when you accidentally <laughs> walk into a spider web because I just assume there's a spider in my hair. And of course, that's their house. I look so stupid because I'm just shaking out my hair for a good minute, even though there's nothing in my hair. Uh, next time, you, when are you coming over our house? I'm going to have to bring out all my spider webs. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm terrified of spiders. I have to get Christine to kill the spiders for me. Oh, yeah, I'm a big baby. <laughs> I hate spiders. Mm-hmm. So basically, her, her main um, plan is to just follow the river. And it eventually... Um, turn into like this big open body of water that actually flows so she was told by her dad that if there's water there's civilization and it's a good rule she yeah that's a good rule tom and she actually realized that there's probably not a lot of people here be- but so she actually decided that she's just gonna float in the water to take her like downstream and so for the few days that's how she's just able to navigate her way out so she just started flowing down the river and then she realized there's probably not a civilization around because she noticed that the animals like jaguars and stuff are super close to the um the banks like she can see them and they they, they make eye contact and and she's nearsighted she's gotta be close to them (laughs) They make eye contact, and she was like, they're not even scared of me here. Because mm-hmm. I guess she realized she's the intruder, not them. 
So, I mean, being there, it's sleeping was impossible because when it's not raining, she'd have to contend with mosquitoes, flies, and gnats. It's nasty. And one morning, uh, oh, she found out that she has a cut on the back of her arm and flies has laid eggs in there and it's turned into maggots. That's probably my biggest fear. Is that insects lay eggs in a wound? In a wound. She was like, I know how to get rid of this. I just need some kerosene and alcohol. And let me just pop by CVS and get all this stuff. So did the maggots actually help clean the wound, though? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they do. I, I'm not sure. I don't like maggots, but I think they do help clean the wound. I'm not positive, though. I'm not a doctor. But it's probably not good. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'll just leave it in there. No, if, if <laughs> something's laid an egg in your wound, it's probably not great. <laughs> yeah, so maggots. And she was afraid that, that they're going to have to amputate her arm because of that. They yeah. didn't have to. They ended up not having to. Because also, she's swimming in this dirty water, so I don't think that will help with the maggots. No, she, she's severe risk for infection. <laughs> so, and then one morning she woke up with a sharp pain in her upper back, and then she touched it, and she found out she was sunburned. I feel like that's the least of her problems. I, I know, like, the maggots, I feel like it's, one, falling from the sky, two, you got maggots. Sunburn <laughs> is just, but it was, it was, like, so bad, it was, like, bleeding, too. So I was like, uh, I don't know. You're just, she's probably out of blood by now. <laughs> it's amazon it's a rough place out there she should have put up some of those maggots in her back to clean it because yeah. he said they clean wounds so right i, I say that i think she should have talked to you first exactly you know <laughs> i i should talk i should teach a survival class <laughs> that's basically what i'm getting to so on her 10th day in the jungle she found a gravel bank that looked good enough to sleep in. Gravel was good enough to sleep in. That's at that point, yes. <laughs> that's gonna feel like a mattress. So she was starting to settle, uh, settle down and then doze off a little. And then all of a sudden she sees a boat. She was like rubbing her eyes and all that. It was like, am I seeing things? It's just is it just a shape of a boat? Not really a boat, because, you know, she doesn't have her glasses on. Uh, you gotta get real close to it. So she swam over it and actually, like, touched it before she believed that, yeah, it's real. I'm not dreaming. I'm not just seeing things. It's the real deal. She swam over and touched a boat, and then she actually believed it. Started believing that it is a boat, and then she saw a beat beaten trail leading from the river. And then there's a dambo, which is a small hut. It's roughly 10 by 15 feet. So it's not that big. And they they store a um, barrel of gasoline there. I guess that's their gasoline station. So she actually used those gasoline to get agates out of her wound. Uh, so she waited in there and nobody came. And she was like, maybe I should go steal this belt. And then she was like, oh, no, because then if I steal this boat, then the people who put the boat here are going to be lost. And I was like, 
I would not even think about that. No, I'm taking that boat. Like, no, sucks to be you. I've those, been those, through hell. Yeah, those people know the area. I don't. I'm taking that boat. I'll give it back to you, but I'm taking that boat. But she kept waiting for them to come back, and I was like, that would be the last thing on my mind. No, I'm gone. <laughs> and then so she waited by midday. Midday started raining, and then by the afternoon, the rain had stopped, but still no one was there. So she was like, okay, I'm gonna give it one more day. And then suddenly she heard voices. There's three men that came out of the forest and stopped went, um, in shock because apparently she was like super pale. Her eyes are bloodshot, bloodshot red, and she's wounded. She's probably battered. And she, she has a picture online, but I don't think she was look, she didn't look that bad. But of course, it's in black and white. So, right. Not high definition photo. <laughs> And then so she told them in Spanish, because they're in Peru. She said, I'm a girl who was in the Lanza uh, crash. My name is Julianne. And then that's when they were like, oh, okay. Good thing you said something because we thought you were like a ghost or a banshee. So they were like, help her, gave her like clothes and fed her and pulled out some more maggots out of her. Thank you. They spend the night there, and then two men, two more men came, so there's five of them there now. And they tried to come up with a plan, but then one of the guys was like, don't worry, we're going to get you back. So the first three people that she met decided that they're going to take her um, back to civilization. They're going to take the boat and then carry her to safety. And then the two will stay, and then I guess they'll come back for them later. <laughs> so she got rescued January 4th fourth and then her mom's body was not found until uh january 12th what was more amazing was that when she was well enough to walk she took the rescuers back to where she crashed and helped help them with their rescue whatever so if you were stranded somewhere for two weeks and you got back to civilization what's the first thing you're doing i'm gonna hunt the people who Failed to rescue me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Going back to haunting people. Exactly. Full okay. circle, baby. <laughs> I feel like after I take a shower, of course. Yeah. I am going to go and just get fast food. Just fast food. Uh, oh, yeah. What, what fast food would you get? Hmm. I would probably get some kind of like, like, five guys or something like that five and just, oh, and just eat and just eat hamburgers for days <laughs> hamburgers for days yeah. Yeah. yeah so i think she actually tried to do that well she couldn't eat because apparently her stomach shrunk for not eating yeah i assume so so i'm like you, you how, i guess iv fluids that's how you survive how do you get better i guess i don't know it's a good beach diet i guess i think i read that she did eat a cheeseburger yeah, so. I bet that's the best cheeseburger that ever for yeah. life. Yes. So as of today, she's still alive. She's turning sixty nine this year, and she, well, she's still so, alive. She's yeah. gonna live forever. She's yeah, exactly. She's gonna she's gonna be one of those people who live to like a hundred or maybe two hundred. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. It could be like Final Destination though. So who knows? <laughs> so she went back to Germany after everything she went back to study 
uh, she studied biology. She graduated in 1980. She received a doctorate and went back to Peru for her thesis. And so she did a research in mammalogy, specializing in bats. I feel like if I had a near-death experience like that, my life, I would be like, I got to do everything now. Like, like no fear. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm doing everything now. I, I'm yeah. never going to die. Yeah. If I survive a plane crash. Yeah. I feel like I would, I would never shut up about it. I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm thinking about it. I you you tell everybody have. about it. <laughs> yeah. Remember that one time? <laughs> I survived that. Well, you would always, no one could one up your story. Exactly. Like, I you survived have... a jungle for 11 days. So. Yeah. You always have that one person in the group that always has to have a better story than your story. Exactly. No. I dare you to have a better story than this. Even I'm un- unprompted, I'll be like, remember that time that I survived yeah. a jungle? Yeah. Like, nobody's like, talking to just, you right now. Shut yeah, up. Just talking about the Netflix show. I don't understand. <laughs> and so in 2000, her father died, and she took over as the director of the research station that they established. So it was passed on to her. And then at Currently at 68 because she won't turn 69 until October. She's a librarian at the Bavarian State Collection of Zoology in Munich. She's held a bunch of titles. That's Julianne Kopke. Oh, well, maybe she's doing what you're doing. She's just collecting everything. You know, no yeah, fear. If you escape death, I'm doing, I'm, I'm experiencing everything. Exactly. Like, do I touch this burning candle? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Would it hurt? Probably, but not as much as 11 days I spent at the Amazon. No, once you've been through that, there's, <laughs> there's nothing that'd be worse than that. So the thing I kept coming back to was, yes, it would be terrible to have maggots and eggs in your wound. And yes, it'd be terrible to have sunburn and no food. The bugs is what bothered me the most. The mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. that, that is what would bother me the most out there. I have like scabs on my feet because i was spent i went outside for like a couple hours to let remy out because mm-hmm. i got i get bit by mosquitoes yeah i i don't know why but i'm just a magnet for those annoying bugs it's crazy like i, I, told to do, you had... I have to do a bunch of stories in south georgia and they're just gnats everywhere in Ooh. south georgia so those are doesn't eat gnats is not even like bite you but they're just annoying they will fly into your nose into your ears it's unbelievable i don't know how people live in south georgia so i told you i had dengue fever it's because being bitten by mosquitoes so i hate mosquitoes because that was my near-death experience so you know how they say that it's a circle of life and every creature has its purpose i feel like mosquitoes just break the rule on that there's no reason for mosquitoes out there if well, we eradicated mosquitoes, there, the world would be a better place. I think so. I think the uh, mosquitoes should be extinct. What else? Cockroaches should be extinct. Gnats? Let's put in put gnats yeah, in there. Gnats. gnats. <laughs> I'd almost rather have mosquitoes than gnats. Really? Yes, gnats drive me insane. Because when a gnat flies into your nose, you just can't get it out. You're, you just have gnats in your nose. <laughs> just, just stay like, there forever <laughs> yeah pretty much but with um i like the bug sprays i don't know if that helps at all with gnats just like the off 
don't know. We're not sponsored by Off, but no, we're still waiting on our Red Horse sponsor. But yes. he sent me a thing saying we got a hundred uh, listeners. So we uh, did. So we Red did, Horse, all at us. But yeah, so do you think you'd survive? I know we already talked about this, but would you survive? <laughs> I gotta say, I'm impressed that <laughs> she lasted eleven days out there in just the wilderness. Because there's gotta be a certain point where you start thinking, I'm just gonna give up. Yeah, exactly. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I don't know what day it would be, but I think it would come before day eleven. <laughs> I would <laughs> say two hours. Yeah, maybe. I'd say, you know what? This is hopeless. I'm I'm just going to lay here and die. <laughs> this is it. So actually, in her book, she talked about that, like, being scared of not being able to leave a trace. And she, was, she, was, she said she kept thinking, oh, if I die now, nobody would even know that I went through all this. It's true. And I was like, yeah, that's true. That's why you give up first day. <laughs> you haven't put that much effort into it. <laughs> exactly. So she survived on spite. Exactly. Good for her. Maybe, maybe I will survive that way. Maybe you will be, you would be a survivor. <laughs> yeah. Justin talks about wanting to go Peru and wanting to go see the Amazon. I'm like, okay, but we're just going to go to like the gate, like the edge of it. We're not really going into the Amazon. No, I have no desire to go and walk around in the Amazon. Six feet away from the edge. I'll be okay. Like I've seen it. Yeah, I'm good. No picture on the gram. It's fine. You're just gonna like it on my Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's, I just, re, I just reposted. But yeah, she but yeah. is some kind of lady. Super impressive. She survived that, and she did a lot with her life. So yeah. she finished all her studies, and she even got a PhD. So she's actually doctor. Yeah, technically, she's a doctor. Yeah, I wonder if she wakes up at night thinking that there's stuff growing in her where the wound was does like feels the maggots still yeah she feels like the eggs are still in there i feel like Ew. i will yeah i feel like I i'll be so paranoid for the rest of my life oh absolutely yeah like small itches and be like is that a maggot yeah yeah <laughs> i'd be terrified of that all right well another interesting episode yeah interesting exactly. lady. yeah yeah i would not want to be in her place let's just say that no, no, glad that uh, I've never been in a, a plane accident. So let's, yeah. let's, I hope to keep that streak going. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Knock on wood, whatever, whatever other things that you do. Uh-huh, exactly. Well, that, uh, that'll wrap up another episode of Womanly Ways. Good time as always. Exactly, and Red Horse, Let's listen. Yeah. yeah, we're going to keep beating this drum. Come on, Red Horse. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not too proud to beg. <laughs> we, we're only at episode five, so we got more episodes for, for us to beg. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll keep doing it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay, so I guess that's it. That's it. See you next time. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.